When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'd like to save you some money. I'm Brandon Vogel, Managing Editor of Hale Varsity, and I wanted to offer listeners of this podcast $10 off the price of an annual subscription. That means that you can get everything we produce, 10 issues of our monthly magazine, our annual football yearbook, and all of the premium content we produce at HaleVarsity.com. Just go to HaleVarsity.com slash subscribe and enter the promo code GBR for $10 off a full year of Hale Varsity. That's hailvarsity.com slash subscribe, promo code GBR. He's in his 30s, but sounds like he was born with a stogie in one hand and a brew in the other. Now, say my name. It's Schmitty on Hail Varsity Radio. I got the body of a caught preteen Swedish boy. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity Radio. Time to say hi to Evan Bland from the Omaha World Herald. We'll talk Nebraska, Minnesota. And uh, find Evan on Twitter at Evan Bland, O-W-H, and Omaha.com is where you read him. Evan, interesting week with Nebraska, Minnesota, point spreads and uh, unsettled at quarterback. And my, oh, my, what's your crystal ball say? <laughs> <laughs> well, so there's never a dull moment around here, that's for sure. But in terms of the, the quarterback situation this weekend, uh, you know, to me, I think it's probably going to be Chubba Purdy, uh, just from what we've heard from Mickey Joseph and Mark Whipple about how he's sort of been held out. Um, and, man, it, it's been interesting to sort of hear some of the backstory leading up to that game against Illinois, though, um, with, with Whipple today saying that, uh, Shubba hadn't practiced late last week, and they weren't sure that he was ready to go late in the first half, which is why they went with Logan Smothers. So not a great situation, not where you want to be when you're talking about staring down the barrel of you know four really good defenses here, um, starting with Minnesota this weekend. But uh, you know, a 15-point underdog, that would tell you that uh, Vegas doesn't think Casey Thompson's going to start, or, or if he does play, that he won't be maybe effective because of the injuries that he's had, and uh, it's just tough. As Mark Whipple said today, too, man, when it rains, it pours, and uh, as much struggle as Nebraska's had uh, in so many different phases already, you add the injuries to it, and you ramp up to the level of competition, uh, and it's going to make for a tough November. Evan Bland with us, Hale Varsity Radio. I, I'm surprised, I guess I shouldn't be, because they clearly feel better about Chuba's throwing ability with the fit in the offense. That said, the guy was out for a, a couple of practices towards the end of the week, and they still went with him. I, I guess I'm, I'm shocked when they, they, they went with Logan, and then they said, well, okay, Chuba, are you ready to go? Let's... See how you do in the second half, and it, and it didn't work out. I expect better uh, from Nebraska and the quarterback uh, in you know this this week. They'll have more time to prep, get him ready to go. But you just don't see that real often. If a guy's missed time due to injury, you don't go to him. Uh, in a lot of instances, I don't think I've seen that in a while. No, it was unusual for sure, and you know. 
I think a lot of it has to do with the depth that they feel like they have or don't have behind him. I mean, Mickey Joseph and Mark Whipple were both pretty blunt about the fact that the guys they have that are experienced are the guys they're going to go with, and everyone else is either too young or too hurt to be considered. And the Logan Smothers conversation is interesting because, you know, you think about some of the assessments that coaches had that are no longer on the staff. I mean, Mario Verduzco back in the day overhauled his throwing motion. Um, Matt Lubick felt like he was a good option runner, um, but maybe not somebody that they wanted to rely on with his arm. So I think that part has sort of held true and, you know, it's nothing against the kid. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's as tough as they come, and he, he, he went through some injuries in high school that he played through, and, um, you know, the games that he has played at Nebraska, he's sort of established himself as a leader, and that game against Iowa for three quarters, he looked like he was playing inspired football, but I think it's in some ways just sort of a reminder of how different the offense is now from what it was. You know, this is someone with a skill set, uh, built for more of a spread attack as opposed to um, this this kind of slinging West Coast style look that Nebraska does now. And I think the other thing that coaches didn't mention today, but uh, I've got to wonder too how much different of a challenge it is to run the offense from the offensive line's perspective if you're putting Smothers out there. Uh, just the way that you block the mentality of that uh, of somebody who's trying to run the ball um, is a lot different than pass protecting and and trying to just keep a pocket clean and that sort of thing. So uh, a lot of differences there. I think the other thing worth noting is, um, you know, the Mark Whipple chose Chubba Purdy from the transfer portal in the offseason. That was his guy. That was somebody that he knew, somebody he had a relationship with. And I think he was surprised at how nervous and, and jittery and maybe unprepared in some ways that Chubba Purdy was on Saturday. And, um, you know, ultimately, I, I think the, the interesting question for this weekend then is how much is a, a week of reps worth? Evan, I think it's a, it's a reasonable expectation that we're probably going to see a, both of those quarterbacks in the game at some point on Saturday, whether it's just spot rolls for Smothers or whether there is a true split remains to be seen. But do you think it's fair to say that as of right now, we should expect Chubba Purdy to be the number one guy rolling out there despite the struggles that he faced against Illinois? That's my read, at least, yeah. I mean, uh, the coaches haven't ruled out Casey Thompson, and you never know what his situation might be. Um, but it, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of clarity on how how serious the hand injury is or if that could linger. And, of course, there's the fact that it was the same hand that he had off-season surgery on um, you know, from, from that thumb from a year ago. So you just don't really know what his status is. But, yeah, I mean, just the way that the coaches talk about Purdy and Smothers, um, I would I would lean toward Chubba this weekend. I think they like his leadership style and ability. Um, you know, he's he's been a, a popular kid in the locker room. And, again, he's someone who I think it's just easy to think of as sort of being more experienced because he was in that competition with – Casey Thompson in the offseason, but you know, you break it down, he's got one career start. He was a, and that came at Florida State, just the way that Logan Smothers has one career start. They both played in like eight or nine college games total. And then you add to the fact that I think people may forget that pretty missed most of the spring with a foot injury too that that limited him to mental reps and having to watch things from the sidelines so in a lot of ways uh you know he's been viewed as sort of uh, you know a possible quarterback of the future for nebraska but i think sort of lost and all that is the reminder that there's a lot of work for him to do now and he has been behind 
um, for all the reasons that I just laid out. And, and I think that showed up on Saturday. And, and again, we'll see how much of that gap can be closed, even with just one week against a pretty good defense coming up. So with the defensive side of the ball, uh, Nebraska needs what? What type of uh, effort? Uh, what's a point total that they got to hover around here to, to get? We, we don't know what Nebraska's offense is going to do, but defensively, what do you like about uh, Nebraska's chances to, to slow Mo and company down? Well, I think what plays to their benefit is it's a similar task to what they had last week against Illinois. And, and quite honestly, it's a similar task to what they're going to have the rest of the season uh, with Michigan and Wisconsin and Iowa. I mean, you're talking about dominant defensive teams who on offense uh, want to lean on the run, have elite rushers, have strong offensive lines, um, and who won't necessarily beat you with the big play. So I don't think if you're Nebraska's defense, you need to worry about the explosive play from Minnesota, what you need to worry about is is getting them behind schedule at some point. Um, so whether that's you know a, a tackle for loss on first down, whether that's you know a no gain on second down, somehow you got to get them into a third and uncomfortable situation. And when you look at what the Cofers have done, it's been the opposite. I mean, they're getting four four yards a pop, and there, it's no coincidence that they're leading the country in third down conversions at nearly 60% uh, of, of a pace in doing that. And so somewhere along the way, you've got to have to, you're going to have to get a stop. Uh, that goes back to all the, the normal things we talk about with this defense. You have to be sound tackling. You have to stay in your gaps. Um, you know, Minnesota isn't going to give it away. It's not going to be easy. I mean, they're, they're five linemen uh, on offense have started every game together. They're all, at least six foot four, 300 pounds. So this is a big, experienced group with a running back who has gone over 100 yards uh, in every game he's played for like three years, going back to 2019. So it's it's a big challenge, but I think if nothing else for Nebraska, maybe it can find some solace in the fact that it's a it's a definable challenge. Like you know what Minnesota wants to do, now you just have to go out and stop it. What does a, a successful day against Mo Ibrahim look like for this Husker defense? I think. Uh, it's got to be fewer yardage than what Nebraska allowed to chase Brown just whenever you look at what Nebraska is probably going to have offensively here. But what does a successful day look like to you? Yeah, I think Chase Brown's probably a good comp on that. I mean, what do they allow? Um, I think about 150 yards rushing to him on like 30 carries. So, you know, something similar to that, I think. I mean, Nebraska's seen him. I think this will be the fourth time they've seen him. He's had six rushing scores against them already. Uh, you know, small back, hard to bring down. People, I think, I don't remember if it was Fleck or somebody else sort of compared him to, to trying to tackle a bowling ball with razor blades on him. Like, it's just not a comfortable, easy thing to do. To me, Minnesota has fewer uh, options in the passing game than what Illinois did. I mean, they had Isaiah Williams and could go a couple of different directions. But Minnesota in the passing game, they essentially have their tight end uh, Revan Span Ford and some receivers who just are, are sort of possession type receivers for them this year. So, I mean, I think your focus has to be on Ibrahim and, um, you know, maybe he will get his, maybe he'll, it'll be a similar line to Brown where he runs it 25 or 30 times for you know 140 yards. I think Nebraska would probably take that if they can limit what Minnesota is doing uh, in the passing game. Um, so, yeah, I, I, again, I think like what's tripped Nebraska up at times has been playing teams like Purdue where there's been so much deception uh, in how they run things, and then that's led to a lot of confusion defensively. I don't think 
that's necessarily the case here. I think this is more uh, of, a, of a test for Nebraska where this is about being physical, where it's about sort of that battle of wills. It's about being, um, you know, just sticking to, to what you do, staying in your gap, not trying to play hero ball, because once you get bored and, and sort of try to anticipate or cheat, um, that's when you know he can cut back and make a big play. So I think that's the challenge. It, it is more physical for Nebraska than maybe it has been in recent weeks. Real quick, Evan, your take on on Mickey and his candidacy for Arizona State? Well, I don't think it's necessarily a surprise. I mean, a lot's been made this year about Mickey uh, sort of having this on-the-job interview with Nebraska, but uh, everybody else is watching too. There are other openings around the country. Um, what he's done in terms of, of, of sort of firing up Nebraska, what his reputation is as a recruiter is still out there. That's a valuable skill set, I think, especially in today's age of the transfer portal and NIL. Having somebody who uh, can recruit and acquire talent the way that he has is important. Um, that said, I don't think that just because there's been contact means that there's an offer on the way or that there's even interest from Mickey Joseph's side necessarily. I think that's something that, um, you know, there's a reason oftentimes these sorts of, of stories get out there. Um, I don't think that'll necessarily add pressure to for Nebraska to speed up its its uh, search or, or, or bring a conclusion to its search, but I do think it, it gives the Husker brass a little bit something extra to think, to think about and just to maybe remind them that it's no guarantee that if Mickey Joseph's not the head coach that he would just slide back into a position role moving forward with another staff. Evan, we will see you on Saturday. Thanks for the insight today. Thank you. Good to spend time with Evan Bland, World Herald. Remember to get buckled up. It saves lives, prevents injuries. Only if properly worn, buckle up. A message from the Nebraska Department of Highway Safety Office.